Welcome Vine Church and family from around the world. Today is Good Friday, April 10th, 2020. Today the Spirit reminds us to lament. To lament is expressing great sorrow, regret, or grief about the loss of life in someone or something. And it can be expressed both verbally and internally. Today, let us lament over the gruesome death of our Savior. Let us lament over the sins we inflict upon God, ourselves, and others. Let us lament over our constant need to control everything and everyone around us. Let us lament over our insistence that we know best. Let us lament all of the ways we put our Lord Jesus on that wretched cross. And as we lament, God laments and grieves with us. He gave his life in solidarity with us, and Jesus' death lifts our burdens. So let us find comfort in knowing that God sits with us in all of our struggles, sins, and grief. His love remains steadfast towards us, an unconditional love that is holy, sacred, and beautiful. A love that is not of this world, yet a love that has entered this world for our sake. This podcast is specifically designed for you and I to converse intimately with our living God. And as we speak, God hears us. As we reflect on what is being said, our listening is prayer. As we tune in to the Spirit's work in each of our hearts, we dialogue with God. And as we sit in silence, we can be still, knowing that God is right there with us. This year, we will be taking a different approach in commemorating Good Friday together. In this podcast, we will spend unhurried time reflecting on three vital aspects of Jesus' journey. The burden Jesus carried, the aloneness Jesus felt, and the death Jesus died on the cross. The three readings we will hear are taken from the Corimila community's adaptation of Stations of the Cross a classic devotion written to contemplate Jesus' last day on earth. We will take time to pause after each part and allow God to speak to us in silence, then continue to the next station. You may choose to listen by yourself or with others. Choose a place where you are comfortable enough to be focused and not distracted. You may want to close your eyes or grab a pen and paper to jot down the thoughts you receive in this time. Feel free to pause this podcast as and when you feel led to spend time with the Holy Spirit as you go through this. But whatever you do, church, reflect on how loved you are. Be led to repentance. Give thanks for Jesus' death. Go where God leads you. Enter with me now into a moment of silence to breathe slowly, to prepare our hearts for what we might hear and see. Burdens. Jesus takes up the cross, burdened God who bore the weight of wood on torn shoulders, 
We pray for the torn and the burdened, that they may be held together by guts and goodness, because you were held together by guts and goodness. Amen. Wood has a sound, and Jesus, the carpenter's son, knew wood. Picture Jesus. He's running his calloused hands over the wooden beam forced upon his shoulders, hands that had spent years working with wood, knowing its strengths and weaknesses, its feel, shape, and sound. He would have known the difference between the textures of strong wood and weak, the tone of wood that can be shaped into a bed for the sick, and wood that's only good for burning. Now he feels the heaviness of wood shaped to break, crush, humiliate, and destroy. The wood he carries sings a song of sadness, disappointment, suffering, and oppression. Its sharp corners and craggy bark pushing, then rubbing, then tearing into the muscles of his shoulders. We want the Friday story to be of a smiling Jesus, glowing slightly with one hand lifting the burden of a world's brokenness, my brokenness, our brokenness, as if it were as light as air. So easily do you and I wish to see him effortlessly carry our wounds, our traumas, our burdens, our fears, our sins, our injustices, our strained hopes, our failed good intentions, and every part you and I play in wounding the life of this world. Here, our Jesus is happy and powerful, untouched and unmoved by this cracked world. I cannot comprehend, nor could I ever fully understand the mystery of a God being burdened by the shoulder-cutting weight of those things, by the all-powerful Creator King of all that exists having to struggle, covered in sweat and tears and blood, held together by love and the joy set before Him. But this is His story, and we don't get to pick. We must stop and look. Picture Jesus. The cross is heavy. Our weights and wounds are heavy too, aren't they? And as he carries that great weight down the streets of Jerusalem, his eyes are filled with pain, yes. Weariness, yes. Determination, yes. And then he looks up and into your eyes, and there also is compassion, kindness, and knowing. He knows the feel and shape of your heavy burden. He knows the song that your wounded heart sings. He knows your name. He knows your story. He knows the weight of your brokenness. He's carrying it. He looks into your eyes, my eyes, our eyes, without blame or shame. Only love and an invitation. Guts and goodness indeed. As we enter into prayerful silence now, pause to be still. Breathe slowly as we recenter our scattered senses on the presence of God. In the silence of these next few moments, picture him there carrying everything that you carry, lifting the painful burden that you've struggled with for a long or a short time. What does he carry for you, torn and burdened one? What does he invite you to hand over to him?
We now invite you to reflect on these words for yourself as we enter three minutes of silent reflection. Alone, Jesus meets his mother, Mary, mother of failure. You met your son at the end, in a place beyond words, and must have felt faithless and empty and alone. We pray that we may have the grace to live with our own stories of failure, knowing that love can continue even when things end. Amen. What would it have been like for Mary to stand on a hill and watch her greatest hope die? In his eyes, a mother might have seen the pain of labor, the death of hopes she'd long held close as her expectations shattered. 
How many whispers of disdain would she have endured about the events surrounding his birth? He'll be great, she might have recalled the angel saying about her future son. She truly believed he was the one. Her entire life had been hinged on this one hope, and her one hope was dying. So there she stood, heartbroken, alone, empty. And there, Jesus meets his mother. He, who had been rejected by the ones he'd come to save, betrayed by one of his own, and deserted by his followers. He, who was physically bruised by the floggings, the scorn, the hanging, the thorns. He, who'd endured the emptiness of the garden, shed bitter tears and sweat blood. He who was moved by the agony to cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As he meets her, we can see that Jesus is not a stranger to grief and pain. Yet, through the reality of the emptiness, loneliness, and pain he faced, Jesus somehow also and still trusted his Father and committed his spirit. When things were ending, good and bad, what he knew of his Father's love remained. This is the grace we are offered in a Jesus who is personally acquainted with our weakness, that in the loneliness of Christ, we can find his company. As he meets Mary at the end of this narrow road, so we too can be confident through our own stories of failures and loss that he will meet us and lead us through. As we enter prayer again, pause to be still. Breathe slowly as we recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. As we sit in silence for the next few minutes, I'd like you to imagine yourself in a room. In your mind, begin to fill this room with your stories of failures and disappointments. As you sit in it, perhaps mourning what you'd hoped would be. Invite the Holy Spirit to show you where Jesus is in the room, waiting to meet you. We now invite you to reflect on these words for yourself as we enter three minutes of silent reflection.
Death on a cross. Jesus is nailed to the cross. Jesus of Nazareth. This cross was a torture. It only gives life because you make it hollow. Bring life to us, Jesus, especially when we are in the places of the dead, because you brought life even to the instruments of death. Amen. Each of us has a different cross, the instrument of our death. Mine is the feeling that I am unloved, a legacy from trauma in childhood. What's yours? The point of pain within us is something that robs us of life, just as the cross of Christ robbed him of life. But it is also the point at which God wants to transform our trauma and lead us from death to life. Where we are dying because of wounding, sin, and brokenness is where the crucified Christ meets us and says, walk with me through death to life. The very thing that threatens to swallow us in death is the thing that God asks us to bring to him in such a way as we finally die to it and rise to new life. My desperate need for love can't be met while I cling to it so tightly out of the fear of deprivation. Jesus calls me to a cross that has both my name and the words, I'm not loved, edged on it. He invites me to die to the denial that I am loved. Only if I do that can I know the power of the resurrection, which is also, of course, a doorway to infinite love. What wound do you carry that forms your cross? What death to an already dying self did Jesus ask you to fully embrace? Follow him to death on a cross so that you may live. See how he takes that point of pain that you finally hand to him and pours light and love into the wound, cauterizing and crucifying the old self, then raising you up, whole and new. As we enter prayer once more, 
Pause to be still. Breathe slowly as we recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. In the silence that follows, ask God, What is my cross? That place of pain where you invite me to die to myself so that I may live in you. We now invite you to reflect on these words for yourself as we enter three minutes of silent reflection. Though Jesus died the most gruesome death, not of his own choosing, he died in obedience to his Father. The cross calls us, who are rooted and established in his unconditional love, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God for each of us, and to follow Jesus in obedience to his call. 
Let us remember and worship our Lord in gratitude, knowing that death is not the end. Though we hold this sorrow and continue to ponder the true meaning of his death on the cross, we do so in anticipation of his resurrection and holding on to hope because our triune God of life, not death, has the final say. As a way of acknowledging how he spoke, comforted, or revealed himself to you today, make a gesture or say a simple word of thanks to acknowledge Jesus' death. Thank him for his love, his kindness, his mercy, and his sacrifice to us, a broken but dearly beloved people of God who are forgiven and renewed at the cross. Before we meet the risen Christ on Sunday, let us close in prayer. Our God who understands, what we thought could not happen has happened. And we find ourselves here, wondering where we are and how we got here and where to go from here. Though we cannot fully grasp the depth, width, length, and height of your divine love to us, you remain our God that has been here before. You are the God who will always remain. God, thank you. You carry our burdens. Jesus, thank you. We are never alone. Holy Spirit, thank you for your guidance, even in the darkest of ours. Our God, who speaks to us afresh, be with us here in this moment where our Lord Jesus has died. Help us place our feet on this ground. Sit with us as we sit in our knowns. Help us look up and around. Teach us to live and love like your Son, Jesus. Help us believe the story of your Son, Jesus. Because you are the God who knows what will happen next. In you we trust and will have our being. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this time together. Wherever you are, take care of yourself and one another. God in peace.